Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Massive show in store for you tonight. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta, I gotta let you know something. Daddy's pissed. Daddy is pissed. Yes, I'm referring to myself in the third person as daddy. Maybe that makes me a loser, but nevertheless, I'm a little pissed off. I'm a little ornery here tonight. Rafino's rants on the top block. From the key, Jordan fades back. Swish, and that's the game. As in case you missed it today, LSU and it got leaked Louisiana uh, auditor's office, you know, not to get down that rabbit hole. But nevertheless, LSU profited $199.9 million over the fiscal year. LSU football made $95 million over the last year. But the storyline from Reddit, from everywhere around college football, when this audit happened, was that Brian Kelly got paid a million dollars more than he should have, and always paying it back, even though Brian Kelly had already donated a million dollars of his own money and is paying back the million in a a clerical error that LSU had. It's not that big of a deal. But God forbid everybody's got to freak out You know, God forbid Brian Kelly win the West. Oh, we got paid an extra million dollars. You owe Brian Kelly $80 million fucking dollars already in fully guaranteed money. I'm pretty sure paying him an extra million that's not in his contract to the due time frame is not going to affect him. Jeez, I'm Pete. 
things that just don't make sense. I don't understand the I don't understand the world that we're in. I just don't get it. You owe him actually actually not 80. You owe Brian Kelly $90 million guaranteed, and you're worried about the million dollars that you accidentally paid him? Unreal. Absolutely unreal. All right. It's not all we're talking about tonight. Burrow and Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson named as finalists for the Most Valuable Player Award. What that really means for LSU, what it means for those two young men, and what it should ultimately mean for that 2019 team uh, as well. Matt Trent from WBRZ joins us at 7.30. We'll talk a little LSU baseball with him. He's had his eyes on this baseball team already. Former collegiate pitcher uh, in his own right. We're going we're gonna to ask him what he thinks about this, this staff. We're going to ask him what he thinks about this lineup with Tommy Tanks, Dylan Cruz, uh, and others. So it's going to be a big show. And Cam Rogers, our good buddy from Believe, uh, is going to join us. He's really hot with his picks. The only problem is, is Cam made a really big boo-boo this week, and he picked or last weekend he picked against Joe Burrow and he got ripped alive for it. But our good buddy Cam Rogers is joining us at seven forty-five. So we're double guesting it tonight, as we will be off tomorrow and then back this weekend uh, as well. We also did the Rafino and Joe show uh, an hour ago. Uh, if you missed it, go to YouTube, Rafino and Joe show. Subscribe there. We talk a lot of SEC football as well. And we'll do the, the as we do normally on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We'll, tonight, we'll do the hashtag Ask Blake. So you have your thoughts, concerns, questions. Fire them inside the Rudy Crew chat. And we'll get to them, as many of them, as we can. Jared Allen says, BK earned his money off of beating Alabama in year one. I agree with that. Holistically, I agree with you on that. You owe the man $90 million guaranteed, and you're worried about a million dollars that you quote-unquote misplaced and that he's already paying back, which, by the way, you got to already go back out and give him anyway. Make it make sense. I know we're having a little bit of errors um, with some of the stream. It's kind of going in and out. It was good for the last show, nevertheless. Uh, Edward O. Nussbus driver says, hop on the bus before it's too late, boys. Rob Boudreau says he has too many O's in his account to notice it. Very true. And it went to his LLC. It's not like, I mean, he's not missing it. I mean, he donated a million of his own money. Jason Brumfield says, I mean, with bonus incentives, it may have come out to 1 million probably, but it was just a clerical error. Why people? Why the national media is trying to find LSU in such a wrong-standing situation never ceases to amaze me. Uh, our, our guest at 745, Cam Rogers, says, I'm most excited for the Cam Rogers interview. <laughs> you better be glad I didn't get Pac-Man on here, Cam. <laughs> it's, um, it's my guy, man. We're going to talk some NFL with him at 745. Colin Thibodeau, my man, says no way he said that with a straight tooth. It's true. It's true. Very true. Kenny says that's like saying less is better than Nick, to be honest. who? Wh what am I missing? What am I missing? This old vet says 
and too many different accounts, I'm sure his check isn't going to his daily use account. No, and I'm sure that he has accounted on standby. I mean, come on, man. Like, this isn't like we're making too big of a deal out of one thing. Like, you should be bragging that LSU made $95 million in, in revenue for gross revenue for football. You should be happy that your athletic program is a $200 million business, which we should be talking about in its own right. You know, and, and look, these audits happen every year. Those people are really good at their job, they're really great at it. But, oh, well, Brian, and then the national media runs with, oh, you gave Brian Kelly a million. Uh, an extra million. Well, you weren't saying that when he was clapping the ever-living cheeks and coaching out of Nick Saban because he outcoached him, he outschemed him, and quite honestly, with only 65 motherfuckers, he had the better talent. Yeah, I said it. That's how mad I am. Excuse the language, but it's going to be one of those kind of shows tonight. If you're around kids, I'm sorry, but it's coming. Pause. That's what she said. It's just the truth, man. You know it. I know it. Your grandmammy who has no teeth knows it. Your mama that wears the moo-moo knows it. Your daddy that has a shotgun and sits on the front porch with his coffee that's got moonshine in it knows it. Your grandpappy, your granddaddy's grandpappy, all of you know it because it's just the truth. It's just the truth. So, excuse me. Yes, the Rafino's rants is going to be a little bit live here tonight as it's already started. <laughs> as it's already started. I guess we could go ahead and fire it in anyway. All right. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. I'm telling you, we're going off. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share, though, as we get rolling. So many of you listen to us live right now on Facebook. Look, y'all, <laughs> Facebook is a very interesting place as i as i learned last night all of you listening you're killing it man over 200,000 views last month just in the live shows continue to help us kill it by sharing it to those facebook groups and sharing it into your own social media pages if you're listening to us on youtube like subscribe notification bell we greatly appreciate you doing that and anywhere you listen to podcast and our good shout out to our good friends over at the tune in and sirius xm uh apps Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Let them know that Blake Rafino is the dude over there when you rate, review as well. All right, let's do this. Let's get to our first break. Yes, I'm worked up. I'm, I don't think it's going to – It's gonna. The, this break should probably be five minutes for me to cool down. This minute break that we're about to go to is not going to cool me down. So we got Rafino's rents next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, mono chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. 
If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. So in case you missed it today, this is what the scuttlebutt has been all about. Now, I know you, some of you can't see it, but I'm going to read it to you just in case you missed it. LSU got audited. The Basically, it, it happens every year because it's obviously LSU is a state facility. You know, you all know I don't really have to go into that. But Wilson Alexander, our good buddy, he reported it, but it went to a whole different stratosphere. He reports from the advocate that as ticket sales rebounded and TAP sent a record in contributions, a.k.a. NIL, LSU Athletics reported $199 million in revenue during the 2021-2022 academic year. Football made $95.1 million, the most in at least a decade. Now, here's what everybody in the national media has a scuttlebutt about. As Wilson Alexander perfectly puts it, he says LSU mistakenly paid Brian Kelly a little more or a little bit more than one million last year because of an erroneous double payments to him and his LLC, a Louisiana legislative audit audit found. They're obviously recouping those overpayments. Here's a problem that I have with that. Okay, is Brian Kelly has already it let me be very clear. Not mad at the audit, not mad at, you know, people doing that. They do a great job. They, they're they on the ball. They caught it. Great for them. Glad that they caught it. I'm sure Brian Kelly didn't even really notice that that was going on. When you're making that much money, you're in the middle of the football season. He had donated a million dollars already back to LSU. So when Brian Kelly took the job, he donated a million dollars of his own money that he did not have to to upgrade facilities around LSU. Glad they caught it. Good deal. The problem I have with that, even though now he's, you know, paying them back, he's like, hey, it's an accident, here you go, no harm, no foul, is that the national media is now out here making a big deal about Brian Kelly making a million dollars because of some silly and stupid overpayment or, or clerical error that LSU had, and he's paying it back. Here's the stupidity of why the national media is filled with nothing but a bunch of idiots and people that just don't think logically and are obviously out to get your head coach of LSU football. You owe him $90 million in guaranteed monies. Let me restate that. Brian Kelly signed a contract for nearly $95-$100 million guaranteed, and you're worried about the million dollars in overpayment that he's already paying back on, that he already contributed money out of his own pocket, the million dollars that he paid out of his own pocket to facilities at LSU. So regardless if he gets fired, he retires here, no matter what, that facility, that contribution that was given to LSU will always be there. You made $200 million in gross revenue did the LSU athletics through TAF and all these other things. So many people were worried about LSU being behind in NIL. Oh, Blake, we're behind in NIL. Now you can shut the fuck up because now you you see in the audit, audit that TAF is giving a crap load of money. 
People want a winner, and that's what Brian Kelly's bringing you. And the problem that you have is that we're sitting here worried about a guy that made the extra million who's going to get paid a hell of a lot more money before he leaves this bitch. When does it stop? You know, it's funny, and I'm not going after the people that work for this company, okay? But I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter or not. There has been some things from The Athletic. So The Athletic is obviously a sports company. They have a lot of writers. Brody Miller works for them. Really, Brody does a really good job. But over the last like seven months, eight months, during the entire football season, The Athletic ran a story. They promoted it on Twitter, meaning paid for you to go and read and see it, see it and for you to try to click on it about Ed Orgeron and the downfall of the Bayou man himself, Ed Orgeron, after 2019. At some point, I do get to a point where I sit back and I read shit like this and I ask myself, what are you trying to find LSU for? It's a clerical error. Is, is this really go to anywhere you want to look? Anywhere you want to look, the main topic, the main headline that all of these news companies are running out to, Brian Kelly got paid over a million dollars. Do you understand the absolute idiocy that you have to be and have and not know about sports? You imbeciles. For you to run that as the ultimate story, it's not the fact that LSU grows $200 million. It's not the fact that LSU football is a $100 million business. It's not the fact that you that Brian Kelly, who is the head of all of this, got members of the Tiger Athletic Foundation to go out there and contribute more money than they've ever done. And you just sit here and you just, oh, Brian Kelly, oh. You know what we also don't celebrate? We also don't celebrate the simple fact that LSU paid $1.3 million more to football and the support staff uh, from this past previous year under Brian Kelly because of the simple fact that they made the S they won the SEC West. They went to the SEC championship game. They won 10 games. What we're also not celebrating is that women's basketball made a record $842,526 just on ticket sales in Kim Mulkey's first year. Now that they're 20-0, I would love to know and I'm intrigued to know what LSU is going to do in ticket sales now that she's a top five team or has a top five team in the country. Now that she's undefeated. Now in Kim Mulkey's second year, she's staring down the barrel of the gun to get to the national title and bring LSU women's basketball back to the promised land. But no, the thing that we got to talk about the most and the thing that we got to harp on and the thing that everybody wants to stroke their little wee-wee about is the simple fact that Brian Kelly got paid a million dollars more. It... I, I will be full, blunt, honest with you. This is why people like myself and others hate this industry. It's why they get burnt out. Because it's you literally generated enough money to be on and be a part of a Fortune 500 company of being a $2 million or $200 million entity that would have put you on the NASDAQ.
One of your employees got paid over a million dollars. We don't talk about the fundraising. We don't talk about the things. And that's just talking about Kim Mulkey. That's just the ticket sales, ladies and gentlemen. We're not talking about what she did outside of that. What Kim Mulkey was able to do in fundraising her damn self. I know for an outright fact of boosters in Tangible Parish where I live writing massive checks to LSU women's basketball. I'm talking about fat stacks of mad cash. It's also where Kim Mulkey's from. But no, we, we're worried about Brian Kelly. You can win the West. You can win a national title. It just comes down to the point. I, I start to start asking myself, to, I, I like literally start asking myself the question, why doesn't Saban deal with this kind of shit? You mean to tell me that there hasn't been clerical errors in Alabama before? Why doesn't Jesus loving, and I love Jesus too, don't get me twisted. Why does G- Jesus you know, loving Dabo Sweeney get a pass? He, the only NIL that we've been doing here around Clemson is in God's name, image, and likeness. It's corny. Now, I hope that he really means that about Jesus. Like, I really hope he means it about that. But he doesn't. There's rumors about him funneling money through his church to pay recruits illegally. Brian Kelly got paid a million dollars. Let me promise you this to every fan base outside of LSU that hate LSU. LSU does not have to pay Brian Kelly a million dollars of extra money to start getting recruits with NIL money when they're literally funneling mad stacks of fat cash to be able to pay for recruits to get here. I One day when we get older and my, my beard is a lot more gray than it is right now and you're older and I'm older, maybe we'll sit here one night and have a glass of whiskey, and I'll tell you some of the war stories and the stories that are going on right now with LSU. But the one thing that I I just cannot get over myself is the simple fact that we're always finding ourselves in these type of situations. It, it, it It is just unreal. You got Andrew Paul's Hub Martin says, uh, stroke their what's Blake? <laughs> stroke their little wee-wees. But that's what guys like uh, 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 Danny, what, what's his name? Rovell, Rosell, whatever his name is. The guy that tried to run a 20-yard, he ran literally ran a seven-second 20-yard dash. That's what like Looney Tunes, like uh, uh, Darren, Darren, whatever, that's what Looney Tunes like him get their jollies off on. See, this is why you shouldn't be paying coaches that amount of money. Dude, you make $200,000 a year. They're better than you at their profession than you are at yours. I, I just don't get it. Like, well, you know what we should be doing? We should be coming out here, and we'll, which we'll transition into next, about Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson making the finalist list for the MVP of the National Football League, but I we have to deviate because of stupid shit like this. It's unreal.
John Staley says, wow, you're throwing other coaches underneath the bus. John, I don't mean this with your really long shorts that you have in your profile picture that are past your knees, but this is something that if you go on a basic, like be on Twitter for literally, be on Twitter for 20 minutes and follow anything Clemson related. It's all that South Carolina Gamecock fans and Clemson fans talk about on Twitter. It's not my fault that you don't know that. It's not my fault if you don't have the knowledge to know what's going on in other fan bases. I don't mean I I don't mean that in a negative way. I really don't. But it's not taking a shot when people on Twitter are constantly talking about it. But yet you got a coach who's literally paying back the money with a no harm, no foul, who's already paid money back, and the national media says nothing about Dabo when he goes out there and says something about the name, image, and likeness and uses his Jesus every other name or every other sentence, and he goes out there, he literally goes out there and puts on a front and a facade and does all this stupid shit and it doesn't mean anything. Meanwhile, he's like Judas incarnated. Maybe not Judas. That's a little too much. But he's a, he, he's a, honestly two-faced. And I'm not talking about Batman. Jeez, I'm Pete. It's unreal. Unreal. Kirby Green says, Rand Blake. <laughs> uh, Jordan Haydad says, City of Angel. Keep that injury with $199 super chat. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Tukey on YouTube says, It's all season news. It's hard to come by. That's all. You know, Tukey, you, you make a great point, man. That's literally what it is. That's literally what it is. All right, four minutes. We'll have Matt Trent that's going to be joining us. Let's, let's transition to this now that my blood pressure is starting to come down. Um, look, if you missed it today, Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson were named as finalists for, uh, the most valuable player MVP award in the NFL. You know, I don't know how you guys felt like, like I really don't. But when I saw that, when I saw that they were finalists for the MVP, I knew Joe was going to be in there. I, I didn't, I will be honest. I didn't know if I fully expected I don't know if I fully expected Jefferson to be on there, okay? I think due to just a simple nature, like you don't see a lot of wide receivers in that position to win that award. But when I saw Scarborough tweet it first, Mike Scarborough at Tiger Bay, when I saw him tweet it first, I literally sat there and said, what's your excuse going to be for the 2019 LSU football team? Like, dude, you literally have the quarterback Heisman Trophy winning quarterback of that team that's in the MVP. And Joe has been going off. If Joe goes out there, man, and beats Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City again, I think that we should call, instead of Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, I think we should call it Burrowhead. Pause. If he goes to another Super Bowl, and obviously we saw the season that Justin Jefferson had, I know that this is them being in the NFL, but what did you think was happening that was going on in 2019. It's going to go down as the greatest, the greatest team of all time. Do I think Joe Burrow is going to win it? I don't know. I think that Jalen Hurts. A lot of people are going to look at him, even though he was hurt, and maybe give him the tip of the nod or tip of the cap 
for Jalen Hurts to win that award. But, man, I, I will be honest. Matt, flip your camera. I, I will be honest. I, I don't I, – I just sit here and start asking myself, when I look at Joe Burrow, I know that you've had Shaquille O'Neal, and Shaquille is going to be one of, if not the greatest LSU athlete to ever come and grace his presence in the beautiful city of Baton Rouge. Yes, I said that for Matt Trent. But the bottom line is, is are we going to sit here in 15 years and ask ourselves a simple question – is Joe like what was Joe Burrow in nineteen when we saw him? What was he in eighteen? Was he the best athlete or best thing that LSU's done athletically? The crazy thing is, and the crazy thing is, is the way that you got the potential MVP of the NFL, a guy that potentially can win a Super Bowl. The reason he came to LSU is because Ed Orgeron had a crawfish guy. <laughs> The reason you got Joe Burrow is because Ed Orgeron had a crawfish guy. That is the most Louisiana poetic story I've ever heard of. And you know what? I guarantee you Joe Burrow was wearing Crocs and a PFG shirt. That's what I know. <laughs> That's what I know. Yes, Ben. Well, I got to get to Mr. Matt. All right, you got one minute. Hold on. on the show in two weeks. Come here and say your piece. We got to get to Mr. Matt, though, in just a second. All right, you ready? Oh, God, you're getting so heavy. All right, you got 30 seconds. What do you want to say to the people? Uh, uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. What about Spider-Man? Hey, let me ask you a question. What? Wednesdays, you have soccer. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. You had soccer today. Did you score any goals? Yeah. How many did you score? Uh, how many goals did you score? One. Thank you for being honest. Uh, how did you score it? Because the, these dudes bums out here. These three-year-olds are bums. Ain't that right, Ben? Don't say nothing. Nah. -uh. Don't say nothing. I shouldn't have said that. All right. Give me a kiss. Close the door. Love you. All right, 30 seconds. We got Matt Trent, former collegiate baseball pitcher. We've got to talk about him about LSU. Is LSU going to hit over 125 home runs this next season? They hit over 100 last year. Can they do it this year with 125? Let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. We return in 45 seconds with WBRZ's Matt Trent. The legend returns next. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. We're back! 
All right, I'm going to tell you to do something else again. Well, maybe that's okay. Maybe that's okay. Maybe your camera's not that bad. What what, what were you doing with your camera earlier? What, what, what was it? Why were you sideways? I don't even know what was going on here, Matthew. Well, well, normally when you shoot video, you're supposed to shoot it long, like, long way. That's what, that's I what she said. Look, for the, for the record, also, I was listening before I came in here. Um, three, Just three things right off the top. Number one, did not have to go hard on my man John's long shorts. <laughs> did not have to go that hard on that man's shorts, okay? He That's said I weighed 400 pounds. I'm a, I'm a very light 292. Look, he's a law. He's a below the knee guy, and I respect that. They might be jinkos, honestly. <laughs> Did not have to go with that man's shorts. All right. Never, well, this—it's really two things, but um, they're lumped into one. I've never seen a man use the term jollies and what did you say, willies, winkies? Yeah, they got the—they get their winkies off. Darren Rovell, dude, gets his winky off for Brian Kelly. Literally getting paid over a million dollars. He sits there and stroke his, strokes his winkies, what I said. How, how do you say that without laughing? Because like if, a grown man, if a grown man told me, hey, you know, my, he gets his willies off to that. I'm I'm laughing at that, dude. Because when like, I get pissed. That's, that's, that's I, exactly what I told, texted you today when Paige Ferranic said that a guy DM'd her and said, hey, you make my penis busy. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then he backtracked and he was like, oh, like, oh, I meant something else. Like that was, that was autocorrect. I meant to like, say bust. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, so you're not, you're not course correcting because you sent the DM, you're course correcting because of that term. Like, that's what I was listening to. You were like, oh, jollies and willies. I was like, we're off the rails tonight. We are off the rails. What you also, I, I don't know if you heard this. I said, I did say this too. I think, Matt, for people like us in this business, the thing that makes me more angry than most is that I hate this business sometimes because it's what, like, Matt, what, what did they not report? They didn't report that LSU's athletic foundation with, it makes more more money than it would be on the NASDAQ. They did not report necessarily that Kim Mulkey sold $850,000 worth of tickets for women's basketball, just in ticket sales. They also didn't want to talk about the $95 million, $95 million that LSU made. And you know what else they didn't want to talk about, which I'm glad you hear? Taft, the Tiger Athletic Foundation, gave more money in donations than they've ever done before. That's also not reported. Huh, I wonder who's behind an NIL now. Checkmate. So at the end of the day, that's the kind of things that makes me angry about this about this industry. That And we don't have to go down this long, long rabbit hole, but I, I know that you get what I'm saying here. Brian Kelly donated a million dollars of his own money. Matt, they owe him $90 million guaranteed, and the national media is running out there saying, oh, you know what? You owe a million back. Well, they also were upset that he had an LLC, too. Well, I know of a couple people that own LLCs that probably shouldn't have. And I, I, Honestly, show, show me one coach in college football that doesn't have one. You won't. I, I guarantee you it's the, it's, the major, it's the majority of college football coaches in some form have an LLC. It's for tax purposes. Correct, because Matt, you can't as an individual write off 
excuse me for saying this, $10 million guaranteed. Also, when people, this, this is what I ask, and I'll, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. When people make the claim that LSU is behind an NIL, I say, I ask three questions. Is Gordon McKernan still the biggest injury attorney in the state of Louisiana? Is he still in Baton Rouge? Yes, yes. and yes. Um, is Todd Graves an LSU alum and still the CEO of one of the fastest growing fast food chains in America? CEO, I don't know, but he has like a, but yes. Yes. Uh, founder, CEO. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, Brandon Landry, even though he's not the CEO of Walk-Ons anymore, does he still have an LSU degree and played an LSU sport and owns multiple very successful fast food restaurants around the country? A yes. Miles Brennan hip thrusting video says yes. Yes. So once those shout out to the Miles Brennan thrusting video. Once those three things are not true, uh, yeah, unless she's not behind an nil. Andrew, and, and so okay. where where does where's Livy Dunn getting all of these millions of nil dollars? Where is a certain baseball player that you don't have to be around the cover the program for five minutes to understand that? gave back his scholarship because he got so much NIL money. Who's who's putting the kids on the billboard? They had an LSU track runner, track guy, Squirrel Burrell, Burrell, however you pronounce his last name. He was on a billboard. Name me one college that has track. That I'll go even further. Name one place that has a female women's basketball player on billboards around the city. I know UConn ain't doing it. I know Stanford ain't doing it. Where? Tell me where. Well, and Levy Dunn being, you know, like they said, our gross amount of revenue was like $1.37 million a month. Like, you know what's funny? That every time I hear that come up, I go on to like Facebook, Twitter, or even TV, and every single time I see Livy Dunn in a Viore, that uh, right. athleisure brand, which is great, by the way. They sell it in Baton Rouge, in case you didn't know. Um it's a great brand. I see commercials for that, advertising all that, and Grammarly, the uh, spell check service. Oh, yeah, She's yeah, 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 yeah. I could use that now. Yeah. We're like, uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? I, I don't know. I, I, to wrap all this up into one thing, yes, I said Dan Rovell gets his little itsy bitsy wee wee off. And, and number two, it's just aggra it's really aggravating for me, Matt. To wrap, to wrap this up, this part, because I want to talk to you about baseball, but it gets really upsetting for me when you literally owe a guy $90 million and he's paying back that million dollars back, and it doesn't matter what he does, you got to pay him that. Like, that's just incredulous to me. I don't know if incredulous is the right dictionary word to use, but it sounds right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All he's right. Um, well, look, you graduated from – more of an Ivy League school. I went to Southeastern. So, <laughs> all right, let's get to this baseball team. So, Matt, you've laid eyes on this team. Let me ask you this. Now, I've asked you this before, and I know that you kind of hinted at it, but we talked about it in very small detail a couple months ago. Matt, is this going to be the best lineup that you that maybe you've ever seen from a hitting perspective ever? Unbelievable. Uh, 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 I... Every time that I went out in the fall <clears throat> and, like, watched some scrimmages, I was – because, look, the one – of all the problems that LSU had last year, one of the ones offensively was that it was probably one of the more top-heavy lineups 
that LSU has seen in a long time. Right. After after you got maybe past the five hole, the six hole, it was a wrap. Yeah, once I mean, you it, got past Jordan Thompson, Brayden, Joe Barry, you were in trouble. It was a wrap. Right. Like you're done. Seven, eight, nine, you might as well just go ahead and throw three outs on the on the scoreboard because it was just that bad. And that kind of handcuffs you a little bit because when guys you know, when you're not getting production from some guys, you know, you can't move them up. You can't take them out because who are you going to replace them with? I mean, it, it wasn't very deep lineup last year. So, Jay Johnson was just kind of playing the cards he was dealt. This year, not only is he going to have an unbelievable lineup, he's going to have options too. Like, if he wants to give, um, you know, Malazzo a rest, the freshman, uh, Brady O'Neill, right. or catcher, throw him in there i've seen him mat they're dense on the right field wall you know from him this fall i mean that kid that kid can swing it a little bit and then too like i being a you know a pitching guy i'm so excited for this lot for this all right uh, that's something that most people don't know about with this team so far so dive into that so i everybody wants to talk about paul Skeens and for good reason. I mean, 99 off the mound, you know, hitting tanks, 100 exit velo off the bat. Like, all that stuff is great. So, I, like, looked it up. And the thing that impressed me is that last year when he was at Air Force, he went 10-3, and three, 15 starts. I believe 13 of them, he went into the fifth inning or later. Yeah, one of them were, was against LSU. That was a non for him, a no decision. Bro, I and like for me, if I'm not mistaken, I want get me to the fifth inning because how many times, like Blake Money, just went out there on Friday nights and just just couldn't do it, you know. And then you you put poor McHale who Hilliard who pitched his absolute butt off, and there were just times where he just gave out late in the year, just couldn't get there because they were just riding him like a barred mule. Um, <laughs> That's 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 North Carolina for you know for you. That's uh, North Carolina for he he strokes his little wee wee. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying, dude. Give me to that's all I want. Give me the fifth. Give me a chance so I can get you know to my middle relief and then have someone close it down. Um, I think the weekend rotation is going to be really good. What do you think? Um, it, what do you think it is? As if you had to make it right now today, what do you think it's going to be? Obviously, Skeens. I, I think Skeens is going to go on Friday. I think uh, heard on Saturday. I can see them giving Blake money the Sunday, um, but I more than likely would say it's going to be Christian Little on Sunday. I would. This this is look. This is a good problem to have. Blake money. Blake money might be your midweek guy. Like like he might be the guy you roll out there when you play like well, Texas. And then, and then what about Grant Taylor? Yeah, I mean. I, Grant Grant Taylor is another one to me that I mean they've got him I think I saw him Major League Baseball. Uh, he's, he's a like, top fifty prospect, man. I was say, he's a top fifty prospect, and dude, he went to the Cape and just shoved it up people's you know what. So he's he's worked on it. He's got such a heavy fastball. He's like a perfect middle relief, like late inning guy to throw in there when you need a double play when he comes in in a jam, you know, and get a double play ball like that. Um, Dude, it's – but now, of course, too, all that stuff, like, we know. Like, we can look and say, okay, that's solid. I got to know what the defense is going to be like. I, I got I to gotta know what the defense – because when you field 962 
you're not going to be in a lot of games. Yeah, right. It, right. You're not, especially last year when you didn't, you know, at points, like when you're, you know, hitting as many home runs as you did, it, it's all in vain when you just boot 15 balls and you, you have eight unearned runs in a game and then you just kind of give all that up. So that's kind of what I, I personally want to see. Where is the LSU defense? Because really, you get that short up, there. Book your book your hotel in Omaha. Book it. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Book your rooms. They're going. That's, Chad, that's all. Chad said via text to the AYS hotline. He said Matt had on a TCU hat last time he was on the show. Now he wears Ohio State Buckeyes. What's going on with this? I um, I just thought I would wear the school that made Joe Burrow and that he claims is his his real home. Matt, I'm sorry. I had to. I I listened. Matt? I have listened to that argument all year. Ohio State fans and LSU fans ready to fight on who who officially gets the claim, Joe Burrow. Well, what's been worse is the Jalen Hurts one. But Matt, let me just say something. I can't beat you up. But is, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I cannot beat you up. But I'm gonna go down swinging and trying. You're gonna knock me out. Okay. <laughs> But I'm gonna get my fat ass up there with your t- with your Groot looking ass, and I'm gonna hit you. Don't ever say Burroughs with Ohio State. But this I is- love the I love the the little things that you do. I I, I love that. All this right. is this was also a fourteen dollar find at Ross and Hammond. So oh well, of course Hammond, of course. Her- I bet you Harris Bill was the one that dropped it off at TJ Maxx. Any <laughs> all right, two more, and then we got to get to Cam Rogers. All right, two more for you, Matt. Number one, what do they do with t- – now, I know that Jay Johnson talked to us about that when we uh, – talked about this when me and you interviewed him, I think, what, six months ago. We asked him a little bit about this, but he didn't have his full roster. What about Ty Floyd? What I mean, if he's not in the weekend rotation, what do you think with Ty Floyd? Yeah, that's an interesting one, too, because, you know, he, he did um, – you know, he ended – he ended 2022 pretty well. Pitched well in Hoover. Um, threw okay in the regional, um, you know, Southern Miss or whatnot. I mean, Super Regional, excuse me. Um, that's a tough one for me because I know he he's another guy that's, like, pretty highly rated in the draft. I could see him starting out in that Sunday role. I just don't have as much confidence as I do with Christian Little. I just don't. Christian Little's pitched in a lot of big games at Vanderbilt on a good team. I, I would say that's a coin flip for me, honestly. Matt, I'm going to tell you something. I think that they're just as loaded. Well, not maybe just as loaded. This pitching rotation is much better. It's light years ahead of where it was last year. Where Ty Floyd is your, maybe your fifth guy or yeah, fourth that, guy. Like, if we're sitting here splitting hairs about, oh, whether Ty Floyd or Christian Little or Blake Money is going to be Sunday and who's going to pitch midweek and who's going to be long relief – I'm okay with that too, because I'm I'm fine honestly with any any of those dudes that I just the three guys I just named being in Sunday. I'm fine with it. Um, even being long relief, fine with that too. Because last year you only had you only had like two dudes that could do long relief, like that that were serviceable. And Riley Cooper gave got was out of gas. It, exactly, and and, and, you know, and Paul Gervais would walk the bases loaded, give us all a heart attack, and strike out three in a row. 
Yeah, ridiculous. And, and Rise was good um, in short spurts, but he wasn't a you know he had some good long inning, excuse me, outings, but he was a short relief guy. So that again, it's a good problem to have. All right, Matt. Last one. Tommy Tanks hit over twenty home runs. You could conceivably, this might be a hot take, you could conceivably have three dudes with over 20 home runs. Skeens, Cruz, and Tommy White. Now, I don't know. That's the thing is I don't know how they're going to use Matt, Skeen. Joe Bear's going to be riding the bench at some point during the season. He hit 18. Neopold, who I know that VCU and I know that, you know, with your Richmond Spiders, whatever, boo, whatever. Matt, he might start over Duga, and Duga had over 10 home runs. I mean, you get to a situation where, Matt, on the bench, think about this, on the bench you have 45 home runs. Think about that for a minute. Bro, that's what I'm saying, too, is like, I want to know um, how Jay Johnson is going to use Skeens. Um, You know, is he going to hit when he pitches? Probably won't. Um, But, like, is – like, how do they monitor all that? You know, because it's different. Like, we've had two-way guys. Like, I've played with a bunch of two-way guys. They they never started pitching. Uh, they were all relievers. And it was kind of delicate with, you know, your reps and practice and what you want to do, you know, if versus, you know, hitting versus pitching and all that stuff. So that's kind of a delicate dance, and I'm interested to see Jay Johnson. But, yeah, you're right. You, you might have 50-some home runs just sitting on the bench chilling. waiting. And we hadn't talked about the – I need oh, – I'm in a tight spot, you know. And, We're not even talking about the clean kid who's a top 40 prospect and hadn't even played a, played yet already. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm in a tight spot. need a three-run hover. Joe Bear, grab a bat. Go up there and warm up and go up here and just take a hack. Absolutely crushed Vandy last year. That's all I know. That's – I mean, let's just Shove that, about, Clay Phillips. Like, I know I, – I know that there, you know, are, are a ton of really good baseball teams, especially in the SEC. Um I just I can't see anybody that has the depth and the talent from top to bottom that LSU has. Tennessee's Maybe Tennessee is going to be tough. Tennessee's Tennessee going to be tough. Olander and you know he's he's probably going to be he might be a number one pick if somebody is drunk and decides not to take Dylan Cruz <laughs> for, for all. Like that's that's kind of like how are. our next guest Cam Rogers didn't pick uh, Joe Burrow to beat the Bills. That's all I know. Neither did uh, Sports 2's Corey Rolden either, so. All right. I'm late for my next guest. You know how much I love you. Take that Ohio. Did you wear that Ohio State shirt just for me, just to be a trolley? I did, actually. I did. <laughs> it was funny because I, I put it on and my girlfriend was like, you're going to wear that on Blake's show? I was like, yeah, of course. She was like, you're going to make some people mad. I was like. That's your I'll middle be, name. Back to you when I care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you, buddy. We'll see you soon. Peace, bud. All right. That's Matt Trent from WBRZ. My next guest is going to be mad, and I don't blame him. We're about five, six minutes over the top. But let's do this. Let's get to our very last break, and then we'll have Ken Rogers from our good our good colleague over Believe. He went viral last weekend. He, he picked against your Joe Burrow. We'll talk about him. He's been red hot with his picks, though. We'll talk some NFL playoffs with him next. However, let's talk about our good friend Carol False over at State Farm. It's the final break. Cam Rogers from Believe. Next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol False and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. 
But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back. Cameron Rogers himself, the man who went viral. Cam, what's happening, buddy? How are we doing tonight? What's up, my guy? Happy to be on your show for the first time. It's an honor. I am still licking my wounds, if you will, from Who Day Nation. And I'm sure a lot of LSU fans coming at me on Twitter. But, Blake, sticks and stones, my friend. That's how I see it. Well, they may break your bones, but Joe Burrow will win. <laughs> will get you to the Super Bowl. That's all that I know. Let's finish that rhyme. Why don't you? So, Cam, look, you've been a champion behind all this. You've taken the lumps. You took a shot. But Joe Burrow, so, look, you've been red hot with your picks. You went 8-0. and Then, what, last week you went 5-1, and correct, if I'm not mistaken, on your picks? So, in total, you've been, what, 13-1 and one during this playoffs. It's good to have you on, and we'll talk about that. Look, I don't want to really recap because it's been so long with yep. the NFL playoffs, but I do want to start off with Joe Burrow. Look, you you, you talked about this team. I'm sure you've talked about the t- this team a lot this week. The one thing I texted you earlier last week was, listen, I know it's going to be tough, but don't bet against Joe. But now they go into Arrowhead, or what some LSU fans – are calling Burrowhead now because he just runs Kansas City. Do you think that they could pull it off? Do you think that they can go into Arrowhead and, and, and go back to a Super Bowl? What do you think about these Bengals and, and, and the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, it's so hilarious that I'm about to do a complete 180 from what I was saying a week ago. But yes, the Cincinnati Bengals can absolutely go into Arrowhead and win that football game and then, of course, go to the Super Bowl. And I think they have a good chance at beating the Philadelphia Eagles, by the way. The 49ers are not winning on Sunday. But I do want to just be very clear, Blake, that as you know and as your listeners know, football is the ultimate team sport. And so I was picking the Buffalo Bills not as an indictment on Joe Burrow, but more so an indictment on the fact that the Bengals had some flaws that I thought some people really weren't realizing, especially when you look at, not to go stat nerdy here, but net yards per play and all these other things. So I thought maybe some regression to the mean was going to happen. Of course, you have Buffalo and the emotional advantage, if you will, with Damar Hamlin down the line from there. But with the Bengals, listen, this team is uber efficient in the red zone. Uh, You got Joe Burrow. You got elite talent at the wide receiver position. And you have Joe Mixon, who, by the way, all of a sudden is running good football again. He played great against the Buffalo Bills. They're going to need that in Kansas City. And then you have what likely will be a 75% healthy Patrick Mahomes, and that's at best, Blake. Yeah, so, Cam, everybody was talking about, oh, well, you know, today they were talking about, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes looks good. I mean, he still walks around like he's got a diaper on. He looks like a toddler, but he's still probably the best overall football player in the world. Maybe and it's him and Burrow right there. Yep. How much do you think that Patrick Mahomes is going to be affected? Because, look, he can, he can be fine right now, but if he takes one hit – and he goes down awkwardly on that ankle. You got Chad Henney. But the crazy thing about Chad Henney, all he does is just go 90. He's like Jay-Z. He goes 98 yards and the TD's one. I, I mean, it just, he, it was kind of remarkable. But 
Do you really do think that that Patrick Mahomes is going to be that wobbled where where it's going to it could get bad for them? I do, I do, and I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to bring the heat in the early going, and I think they're going to get to Patrick Mahomes because this guy can't get outside the pocket right now. I'm pretty sure high ankle sprain recovery rates are like four to six weeks. Uh, WebMD that one because I'm pretty sure it's much longer than one week. So I think that Mahomes has an uphill climb here, and the Bengals know this, and they're going to try to contain him in the pocket and try to create pressure up the middle with DJ Reader and company there on that defensive line. And Be- uh, Blake, it's going to be 20 degrees. Like one hit is probably all it takes for him to really feel it. And then you have the psychological element too, like, oh, my God, you know, that sixth sense, where's that pass rush going to come from? Then mistakes happen. You can't do that against this Bengals secondary. And then Snow Burr is the new name, too, for Joe Burrow performing well in the elements. So you're going to have that, of course, in Kansas City. Listen, this is going to be a lot tougher than what people realize for the Chiefs. And they're only, I think, a point underdog at home. I think this could get to two and a half to three points for the Kansas City Chiefs by the time this uh, thing closes. Yeah, we talked about this last night. Bet online, I think it's a two and a half point spread uh, that's shifted. Yeah. Uh, to to Cincinnati. What's interesting about that, they were able, meaning the Bengals, and taking Joe Burrow out of this for just a quick second, that game with the Bills felt so much more lopsided than the actual score indicated. My, my point, Cam, I think would be this. If Mahomes is immobile to some extent, the Bengals were able to get home against a Josh Allen quarterback who right. quite honestly can move. And the dude, it's not like the dude can't run because he can. I think that's an interesting dynamic that you bring it up. Were you interested last week, last thing on the Bengals, or maybe, who knows? We'll talk about the Bengals all night. Who who cares? Were you surprised with three offensive linemen down that the Bengals were able to run six yards per carry with Joe Mixon? Was that the biggest? Because, look, at this point, Cam, I'll be holistically honest. If Joe Burrow goes out there and throws for 500 yards and five touchdowns, at this point it doesn't surprise me anymore. What surprised me the most was how physical that offensive line was in running the football last week. In the snow, did that surprise you? Yeah, 100%. And that was a big reason why I thought the Bengals were going to struggle because you have three new offensive linemen who, by the way, had not played all together all season long. We know that offensive line is all about continuity and chemistry and what have you. And they were just the more physical team than the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Bills aren't the most elite front seven in the NFL as far as defense is concerned here. But still, you would have thought that the Bills were going to at least touch Joe Burrow in that football game. They never did. And you know when you're watching a football game and you see a couple plays and you almost just know how it's going to go? When you saw Joe Burrow pat, 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 and he just had all this time, I was like, oh, this game's over because Burrow had all day. Right. Well, and I think that's interesting. You know, Joe's biggest weapon has always been if you give him somewhat of immediate running game, yeah. he's going light, to light you up. All right, Cam Rogers, you can follow him at on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and obviously does the Locked In podcast, our good buddy over the Believe Network. Who can cover Travis Kelsey for this Bengals? Because, listen, I, I don't know if this is the right stat. I'm probably about to butcher it, but he had over 10 catches last week, if I'm not mistaken. And I think he had over 15 or 16 targets. Do the Bengals have anybody that can slow down, not, not take him out of the game, but anybody that can slow down Travis Kelsey, in your opinion? Well, it's funny. You look at the stats from Travis Kelsey in the previous matchups with the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're not as good as his baseline, which Why? Of is very, Why is very that? high. 
Well, I think the defensive coordinator and the defensive game plan for Cincinnati has been pretty good. They do this bracket type of coverage, and they have right. pretty good safeties too. And you know, you got Hilton out there, you got Jesse Bates as well. Really talent, uh, a lot of talent out there in the secondary for Cincinnati, so they can rely on that. And I mean, there's no Tyreek Hill. Who scares you at the wide receiver position or the running Juju back position? Juju TikToks Miss Schuster. Ah, I don't know. He doesn't scare me. Put Eli <laughs> Apple on him. He'll be fine. Oh, don't uh, listen. Don't use that word Eli Apple in this state, brother. I'm just going to let you know. They don't uh, like that man. Uh, he's getting dragged through the mud right now. And yeah, I think he probably should have deleted that tweet that he made. And anyway, uh, yeah. So listen, you don't stop Travis Kelsey you contain the guy right and I think the Bengals have a blueprint there with that bracket coverage and of course pressure will matter as well if you pressure Patrick Mahomes I have a feeling Blake that he's going to have to do a lot of quick hitches three-step drops get the ball out of your hands he can't sit back there because if he gets hit and hit multiple times that game's over because clipboard Chad Henney I don't care if he went 99 yards down the football field this guy can't get it done for them for three quarters so I tend to agree with that. I think that that's going to be their game plan. It's going to be interesting to see how they do that. And I think Joe would give them a decent idea of like, hey, when you're hurt or you're getting the ball out quick in your O-line, you're kind of immobile to an extent how to defend it. I mean, look, his dad's been a defensive coordinator in college football for over 40 years. Let's flip over to the NFC, though, right quickly, Cam. I know you said a little bit earlier that you're taking the Eagles over the San Francisco 49ers. I got to be with you on this one, Okay. I am not a I am I let me say this. I think Brock Purdy is a really good story. Okay? I think Mr. Irrelevant, you're you're one game away from playing for the Super Bowl. I don't think that they got it in them. I don't think that I, I don't think that they can score enough points holistically to keep up with the Eagles. Cause if look, I feel as if if the Eagles get to 24, 27 points, this game's over. Am I am I crazy here? No, no. And I think it's going to be a blowout in favor of Philadelphia because this is Lincoln Financial Field. This is Philadelphia, the number one seeded Eagles, an elite pass rush, the number one pass DVOA on the defensive side for Philadelphia. And you have Mr. Irrelevant playing in this crazy environment and potentially with an injured Christian McCaffrey at night and in a situation where no rookie quarterback has ever advanced to the Super Bowl. Put that all together, this is the big mistake game for Brock Purdy. I think we're going to see multiple turnovers from him. You know, that pass rush is going to get to him. Dallas gave him some fits last week. So I think Philadelphia can learn from that too, and I'm sure they have, and applied it to the defensive game plan here this week. And when the turnovers happen, Blake, it's like, I mean, Jalen Hurts, the ball control offense, this offensive line that's fantastic, they're not going to turn the football over. I think it's going to be a completely outplayed game in the sense that Philadelphia is going to look way better than the San Francisco 49ers, but the score is going to be 23 to 10. And in my opinion, that's a blowout because the yardage, the yards per play, all of that, the turnover margin, Philadelphia is going to win all of that. This is the end of the road. It's been cute for Brock Purdy. I don't think he's the answer for San Francisco. And I think the end of the road is on Sunday evening for the 49ers. Do you think that the Eagles are, are a better matchup for the Bengals? I don't actually, because if you have a secondary like Philadelphia, that can at least contain to some degree one T Higgins, one Jamar Chase and a pass rush that the Philadelphia Eagles have that could give the Bengals some fits. The 49ers, their issue on defense is the back end. So hello, Jamar Chase. Hello, Tyler Boyd, et cetera. Right. 
Philadelphia, it's the opposite. Their run defense isn't as great. It's middle of the pack, but we know the Bengals have been inconsistent in the run game. So I think that's the worst matchup, actually, for the Bengals, talking about Philadelphia. So if you are a Joe Burrow Bengals fan, you're rooting for San Francisco on Sunday, in my opinion. All right, a couple more, Cam. We'll get you out of here. So Brock, what do you think that Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan would have to do to win this game? Is there something that – like, is this going to have to be an outright collapse by the Eagles? Or is there is there something that the Eagles possess – that San Francisco can do to them that would make them be like, oh, okay, well, look, because I think I think San Fran's run game, I mean, look, Trent Williams is still a future Hall of Famer. I mean, look, that left side of the offensive line is still really good. Yep. If San Francisco comes out of this game winning and going to a Super Bowl, they win because of what? Well, I think it's one – stopping the run of Philadelphia and creating third and long situations. Listen, I think the defense is going to feel more pressure in this game than actually Brock Purdy in the offense because the defense knows, listen, guys, it's up to us to get this done and help give our offense more opportunities, more possessions, and that means creating turnovers, right? It kind of goes back to just a quick sidetrack here. When Pac-Man Jones was playing on the Bengals and Andy Dalton was the quarterback and they were playing in the playoffs, Pac-Man said they knew that Dalton was not going to help them because Dalton stunk in the playoffs. We all know this. <laughs> so you had to create more possessions for the offense because you knew that Dalton wasn't going to do it all on his own. That, I think, is going to be the mentality for the defense for the 49ers. Now, on the offense, I think it's going to be about screens, easy completions, of course, running the football with Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, and winning the time of possession battle, which I think is easier said than done against another run-heavy offense with Philadelphia. But I think that's the blueprint, right? Run the football, a little play action, don't take too many shots, play a little conservatively, and rely on that defense to create some turnovers, maybe rattle Jalen Hurts in that, I don't know if it's 100% shoulder, and see what happens. But listen, that's a tall task in my opinion, especially on the road. Debo, for them to win, Debo's got to score twice. I'm calling sure. it. I'm calling it right now. He's got to score yep. twice because I think if you score with him in unique ways, then it opens up everything else. And who knows, man? Maybe he's yeah, going to be. Yeah, use him. Use Debo for sure. And maybe he will be pretty good. That pun is being thrown around a little too much here, folks. <laughs> I mean, can we find something else? Anything else? How about uh, this? How about Nick Saban said that Brock Purdy was too short to play in the SEC? On record, huh? He did say that on record. And uh, meanwhile, and meanwhile, he signed a guy by the name of Bryce Young, who I've seen in person and stood next to, and is not is not six foot. He's let me ask you he's questions. Conor McGregor five nine at best. With he's five nine at best, maybe six feet. Yeah, I, on my hinge profile, uh, I'm five nine. I'm technically five eight and a half, but with the proper stretching, we can get it up to five nine. We can round up. You know, Cam, it's funny, like. If if Bryce Young is six foot, I have the jawline of Brad Pitt. <laughs> I have the body of Chris Hemsworth, and I have the charisma of The Rock. Now maybe I do have the charisma of The Rock, but I don't have yeah, Blake. Come on, I don't have the the jawline of Brad Pitt or the abs of a Hemsworth brother. You know, so just throwing it out there. It's kind of interesting. All right, Cam, thank you for being a champ. So in the Super Bowl, you got the Eagles and the Bengals. That's right. That's right. And I'll have to analyze some more 
in terms of that matchup and who I have winning. So I'm not going to say that Joe Burrow. Oh, out I got of one. It. I can't do that. I got one more for you. Yeah. A little birdie, pun intended. Told me you were a Ravens fan. I am. There's the uh, bird right there. I saw it. That's what made me think of it. Yeah. Lamar Go Jackson going to be in Baltimore. Where's he going? Well, I think that we're going to franchise tag him, and that buys us a little bit more time to negotiate. And here's the unique situation with him is, of course, he doesn't have an agent, so everything's personal. Is it and him and his mom to really inter- – is it him and his mom that said that they've been doing his yeah. negotiating? Okay. So the problem is you take everything personally when you go through these negotiations. And if right. anybody out there has negotiated a contract for themselves before, you probably know the awkwardness a little bit of it. So I think that the Ravens are going to tread lightly. To answer your question, I think we keep him, and I hope we do. It would be a ridiculous decision, especially in this day and age of mediocre quarterback play, to let him go. Pay the man. Please pay the man. He can always come down to New Orleans. Ah, I don't want that. Because <laughs> no. I don't know what options are out there. Like Derek Carr, I don't want to watch Derek Carr play football. I really don't. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm with him. He's yeah, he's so like middle of the pack, boring. You know, just, he's mid. He really is mid. Yeah, but he but he just fights so hard, man. I like I, I root for Carr, but he just he always finds a way to screw it up at the end. I think the problem too is he's kind of in the shadow of David Carr and how he was kind of a bust, and he's trying to like you know perform, so he's not David Carr. Kind of like in the shadow that Bill Bill O'Brien has been in. If you didn't catch that, you don't need to go to watch the Rafino and Joe show. Wasn't Billy O'Brien's fault, in my opinion. Maybe go watch it. I'm just not out there. Is he that exciting? I can't believe the Patriots hired him. Like, All right. Ugh. So glad you asked. <laughs> like... so, so glad you asked. Let me just – I'm not going to keep you long. They averaged 41.4 yards uh, points per game at Alabama this past year. Mm-hmm. The year before in twenty nine in twenty twenty one they averaged thirty nine point nine let's say forty so two years of forty points. Okay. His quarterback had seventy nine touchdowns, eight thousand yards. Okay, they're eighteenth in passing, four hundred seventy seven yards per game. They average one hundred fifty yards rushing per game. But here's the thing: they were one hundred twenty six in the country in penalties, and against teams like Texas. They had 15 penalties for 100 yards. LSU, they had nine penalties for 92 yards. And against Tennessee, they had 17 penalties for 130 yards. Yeah, it was Billy O'Brien's fault. Well, I think penalties. Are you being sarcastic? I think no, penalties. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm being sarcastic because, listen, you had in, four, in three games, you had 41 penalties for 332 yards. It's not your offensive coordinator's problem. You have a Nick Saban disciplinary problem. Okay, that's fair. It's on a coach of some sort, for sure. When it comes to penalties. Yeah, he just happens you know? to be the same height as Brock Purdy. <laughs> All right. I can't make fun of anybody for not being six feet because I'm not six feet. I'm a solid five nine. When you get up when you get up past the six two, six threes like your boy, rain hits you quicker, you get wider quicker, you can't control your eating, your drinking. It's Mardi Gras season down here in the booth. King cakes are all around. Crawfish season, which by the way, you got to come. Are you coming? Are you are you going to come to Louisiana and endure this? Like, what are we doing I'm, here? I'm coming on down for some cedar plank salmon only, Blake. Maybe a side salad. What do we think? Um, some veggies, roasted. Veggies. Don't ever say you're coming to Louisiana to eat salmon, buddy. <laughs> Don't ever do it. All right, we're a little bit over the time. Mr. Rogers, follow him on Twitter. Mr. Rogers ninety nine, logging in podcast. Cam, thank you so much, buddy. All right, that's Cam Rogers, our good buddy over at Believe. Awesome dude. Go follow him. Go follow all his content. All right, we're out of here. 
Been a long show. Been a good one. Till then, we'll see y'all. I, we're not having a show tomorrow. Maybe we'll actually we will see you over the weekend. Till then, y'all have a good one. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.